Welcome to the Torcana Real Estate Investment Show with Colin Murphy, a podcast for anyone who wants to learn more about building a rental property portfolio with strong cash flow and stable tenants. Here's your host, Colin Murphy. Hey, everybody. This is Colin Murphy, and welcome to Torcana Podcast 35. So it's been a few months, believe it or not, since my last podcast, but I'm going to try and rectify that and give you several over the next few weeks. Today, though, I'm talking about a topic that really fascinates me. I've no idea why I never thought of it before. And I have to thank uh, my business partner, David Shaw, for suggesting it to me as a podcast team. So I'm going to talk about how important it is and how difficult it can be to have an appetite for risk and an acceptance of risk if you want to create wealth and become a successful investor. So risk, or more accurately, the fear of risk, is the reason a lot of people don't invest in real estate or stop investing at the first sign of trouble. And before I delve into that, I want to give you a broader perspective on why fear and risk play such a big part in many of the decisions we make every day. So I'm about to go off on a bit of a tangent here, but it'll be worth it. So indulge me a little bit. So we often trip over ourselves when it comes to investing because of the way we subconsciously think about losses and gains. So our brains are hardwired by millions of years of evolution to be more afraid of losing than afraid of missing out on a gain. So we're more afraid of losing than we are afraid of missing out on a gain. So it's an instinct that helped our ancestors protect today's food rather than risk it for more food tomorrow. So when people were hunter-gatherers who lived literally on the edge of survival every single day, that was a very helpful instinct to have. And for the majority of our existence, as a species, it served us well. And it didn't just disappear because we had agricultural and industrial revolutions. And when you really think about it, the people who decided to plant seeds instead of eating them or domesticate animals instead of eating them or chasing them away had to ignore that instinct to avoid any risk. And they had to use higher brain functions to deduce that the gain from controlling their own food supply was bigger, much bigger than the risk of losing it. So getting back to the 21st century, the technical term for how we subconsciously place more importance on avoiding losses than accumulating gains is called loss aversion. And it affects a huge range of decisions that we make through our whole lives. It means, for example, that people can get more emotional from losing $100 than they would from finding $100. It causes people to either hoard too much of their wealth or invest it in products that are so safe that they generate little or no interest, even though their value will be eroded by inflation and long-term benefits are negligible. That fear of losing also causes people to avoid selling a stock that's falling because they can't accept the reality of a loss. And paradoxically, the same fear causes people to sell a stock too quickly after it rises just to lock in some profits. That instinct causes people to spend too much time dwelling on a specific bad decision and way too little time thinking about how to repeat or improve good decisions or investments. I mean, hands up who's guilty of of spending too much time mulling over something bad that happened or a bad decision that they made instead of, uh, you know, worrying about how to improve on the good decisions they made and repeat and multiply the good decisions they made. So we're all guilty of that. It's also an instinct, you like this, that's exploited by every single company that offers you trial periods. Not only are these guys reassuring you 
that there's nothing to lose because you'll get a refund if you cancel, they also know that once you've subscribed to their product or service, that creates a sense of ownership. And guess what? People don't like to lose what they own. That's pretty smart, right? So remember what's really happening next time you're tempted to sign up to something that you'd no previous intention of doing just because you saw a flyer that offered something really good for, for nothing to lose. And as an aside, that importance of ownership or that sense of ownership that a lot of companies exploit also explains why people place a higher value on their house rather than an identical or even better house across the street. And get this casino operators, they're smarter than most and they're famous for taking advantage of loss aversion tendencies. They know how to exploit the urge that will cause people to keep gambling way longer than they should. Not to win money, but to try and recoup an early loss. Right? So resist that urge next time you're in Vegas, because it's what causes gamblers to convert a $1,000 loss into a $10,000 or $100,000 loss. I mean, isn't that crazy that people might initially go to casinos for fun or to win a bit of money, but this ancient instinct hardwired into your brains way before money was even invented, causes many people to get stuck in this vicious cycle because they can't accept the reality of a loss. So what I'm trying to show you with these examples is that, that we have a deep instinct to have an exaggerated fear of losing things. And sometimes it's, it's something that we often have to fight against when it comes not just to investing, but to lots of other aspects of our lives. So getting back to real estate as an example, I'm on the phone every day and I deal with lots of different types of investors, lots of different types of personalities. Some people are confident or even aggressive to accumulate properties. I spoke to a guy yesterday that wants 10 houses in the next 18 months and seems really determined to, to go get them and is working very hard every evening to make it happen. And then lots of people, probably even more people, are, are timid and they're afraid of every detail and afraid of how many things can go wrong. So the, the latter group uh, tend to be the ones that spend too little time on the important stuff, like selecting the best market, uh, researching the best sellers, researching property managers, and they spend too much time thinking about worst case scenarios, You know, like having to fix up a trashed house after an eviction, or getting sued by a tenant who tripped on your driveway, or losing your roof to a big hurricane, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So all that stuff, you know, technically happens. But if you can imagine yourself in the future, let's say with 10 rental houses, how often do you really think any of that stuff will specifically happen to you? I mean, almost never is the answer your upper brain already knows, but your subconscious brain is fighting to dramatically exaggerate all of those risks. So your, your upper brain also knows that the long-term gains from owning one or five or 10 houses far, far outweigh the risk and work and hassle involved in having them in your portfolio. So when you really think about it, the risk of doing nothing or doing too little is usually much worse than the risk of taking action. I've made plenty of expensive mistakes in the last 15 years, a lot. But you know what? The people I look up to, who I consider to be smarter and better connected than I am, have made even more mistakes and, and they'll happily admit it to you. So I used to be a cautious and pretty risk averse person and I grew up in a cautious, risk averse Irish family. But however, neither the business that I run with my two colleagues nor my personal net worth 
started growing until, guess what, I started taking risks. So flipping houses and buying rental homes isn't rocket science. If you get good at it, you know, don't let it go to your head because it's not that complicated or important. And of course, things go wrong all the time. I mean, we've bought and renovated and sold hundreds of houses in the last few years, and I've seen more than a few pretty crazy things. But the beauty of real estate is that you can find your way over, under, or straight through pretty much any problem you can imagine. I mean, risk is just part of the business. I mean, you respect the risks, you acknowledge the risks, but you can't let them prevent you from taking action. So I worry about lots of stuff, but investing just isn't one of them. I worry about the risk of spending more than I earn. I worry about the risk of leaving money in a bank account that generates 0.01% interest. I worry about the risk of a future pension linked to a volatile stock market. I worry about not having enough passive income to pay for my kid's education if I can't work. I mean, you, you get the idea. And like I said earlier, the risks of, of doing nothing or doing too little is that's the scary, scary scenario for me. And I think that's a pretty healthy attitude to have. I mean, I don't care if you're a teacher, a musician, an architect, a farmer, whatever. A healthy appetite for risk is a crucial ingredient to success and satisfaction in any endeavor. I mean, sure, taking risks, borrowing money, uh, investing your hard-earned cash, it's, it's a little scary, definitely. But as long as you know, as long as I can look at myself in the mirror and honestly say that I've done the correct due diligence and that I have sufficient reserves for all those inevitable bumps in the road, then I just dive in. I literally just dive in. And and you should too. I mean, most of the problems, almost all of the problems that occur are very easy to fix and they're very minor in the grand scheme of things. You know, so that's this is a short podcast. That's almost it from me this week. I hope you enjoyed this one. If you want to read a book about understanding the way we think and choose that will literally just blow your hair off, then go and buy Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. Just go to Amazon and type in Thinking Fast and Slow. It's, it's a brilliant book. It's published about six years ago. And I'm going to end this podcast with a quote. I think I don't think I've ever ended a podcast with a quote, but I'm going to end this one with a quote from William Ward that summarizes today's theme very nicely. And here goes. Before you speak, listen. Before you write, think. Before you spend, earn. Before you invest, investigate. Before you criticize, wait. And before you quit, try. Before you retire, save. And before you die, give. There you go. That's it from me, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great day. And I'm going to be back soon with a podcast guest and several more episodes. Thanks again. This is Colin Murphy, the Torcana Podcast, signing out. This recording contains general information relating to the real estate market, and it is for educational purposes only. Buyers should always seek appropriate legal, tax, and financial advice from suitably qualified professionals before entering into any real estate transaction. Actual returns from rental properties will always vary from person to person and deal to deal based on unique circumstances. And while we've no reason to doubt the validity of comments of any guests on our show, we do not warrant their accuracy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Torcana Real Estate Investment Show with Colin Murphy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play for new episodes and tips on building a rental property portfolio.